spoiler alert, I don't drink coffee during my podcast, even though I say we're having coffee conversations. If we were really in person, we would be having coffee, especially with today's guest, Brandon Gasway, as he has just recently launched a coffee company that you've got to get your hands on. One, because it's delightful. Two, because it is for good. And three, it's because he has an uncensored vibe about him, no pun intended and fully pun intended. But what I love most is his humility. You guys, he's going to be talking about the immense amount of behind the scenes that he has built out multi-figure companies that I'm blown away by. I didn't even know a lot of it. You'll hear my shock and awe in these experiences of just conversating about multi-million dollar accounts that he's worked around the globe, manufacturing facilities that he's um, you know, working alongside grassroots startups and acquiring potential companies in order to align with other visions in order to build that company. I mean, it's wild. It just makes my heart of my entrepreneurial heartbeat. And so I hope that it does the same for you, more so that it gives you a lens of how you can do it truly rooted. I mean, wow, Brandon has such a stature in how he speaks about God and what God has done in his life, through his life, and in his businesses. And I know that all of us are here with the intent to do the same. And so if you're looking for some support, go to my man, Brandon Gasaway. He's going to blow your mind. Y'all, uncensoredcoffee.com. In the meantime, in order to get hyped like I am right now. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Yo, yo, yo. So excited to be here with the one and only Brandon Gasaway. You guys are going to be in this uncensored, no pun intended, and fully pun intended conversation for the next couple of minutes. And we're excited to have you. I am excited to dive into this serial entrepreneur's background because y'all, he's been in it and done a lot. And it's incredible to see at such a young age. And I have a fly in my room. So if you're here with us locally, I am swatting flies and podcasting. What's up, Brandon? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You had me pumped up. That little intro made me look a lot cooler than I am. (laughs) <laughs> you definitely looked fierce. You you definitely had the like fierce man stance. I'm like, this is good. I think of you more like a teddy bear, but it was awesome. So good. So Brandon, let's jump into your backstory. And I know your bio and, and people will get their bio when they listen to the full extension on the podcast, but your bio really lends itself to who you've been since like corporate entity. But I'd love to like even back it up. Was there like a planted seed from a parent or a mentor when you were young in the entrepreneurial setting? Or what was your faith like in the development of that to be so risk averse? <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up as a, a preacher kid. My dad was a Pentecostal pastor. Um, and so I saw 
I saw people have kind of the misbelief, right? They had this belief that you know, the more holes you had in your shoes, the more holy you were, and you had to live a life of sacrifice. Um, and I think they took that in the wrong context. Um, and I felt that way since a little kid. It didn't make sense to me. You know, if we have a loving God, why why is he calling us to be poor? Or why is he calling us to not have and look less than people that aren't in church, people that aren't, you know, that are out in the world. Um, and it just, it never really set well with me, right? I love God, accepted Christ as a young kid, the whole nine yards, right? Went, went through all of that and it never set well with me. And you couple that with uh, seeing what I call the back end or behind the scenes of ministry, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I want to be a preacher. No, ministry's messy, man. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it is. So true. It, and, you know, preaching on Sunday is kind of the uh, the wrapping paper, the bow to the, the mess you go through Monday through Saturday because people are messy. I mean, we just inherently are messy. We have issues uh, no matter what it is, right? Whether first first world problems, third world problems, they're all problems that we have. Um, and I, I, I never fit into I'm the first one in six generations on both sides that is not a preacher uh, by wow. occupation. Yeah. Um, and Pentecostal with that. So, you know, they're we like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to curse out demons every day of your life. And you're like, no, 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 you've got the demons. <laughs> and, you know, to that point, when I was a teenager, I'm like, that's not demons. That's bad decisions. Right. And, and someone, <laughs> yes, it's so good. <laughs> We gave. We gave I love so that. Much. Oh man, y'all, he's preaching. I need a hanky over here. Here we got a PK kid on the house on podcast. I mean, we give so many props to the devil, and oh, the devil did this. The devil, made, the devil didn't make you do nothing. You did that because you're stupid or you're you're uneducated. And yep. I know that's all talk, but we pillow we pillow talked it so long that that people don't understand that. Look, you you got you. Jesus said you had to do a hundred, and he'll meet you the rest of the way. He didn't say your hundred would be a hundred, but he said you have to give a hundred. You've got to work like their God has nothing to do with it and then expect him to show up to make up the difference. Not sit back and go, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm just oh, going to twist so my thumbs. You know, if you look back in the Greek of that, and I am preaching that. You are. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Wait on the Lord means to serve the Lord, to serve him like a waiter or a waitress would serve serve their clients or their customers. You're and, moving. You're and, activated. Yeah. yeah and, you're on. You're like, think about how much a server or a busboy who is waiting, how much they're moving. They ain't sitting anywhere. No. And so, you know, I, I watched it growing up and, and thought, God, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be. Right. You, you're going to have to show me something different. And so, you know, there's a time I, I learned some some worldly trades, right? Stepped away as a young person to try to sow my wild oats and, and got that hard. <laughs> no, 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 stop. <laughs> I really wasn't that bad, right? I, I like to say I was a lot worse than I was, but I, I wasn't really that bad. Um, got married uh, at 22. Yes, 22. I had to think for a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's so uh, young. My wife's a, a saint. Um, <laughs> her kids. She was the uh, the Jesus when I didn't want any, um, and I met her in church. So I, I did. Wow. God blessed me with some some blessings of luck to, uh, <laughs> to have the right people and make the right decisions when I really, 
it didn't have any of my smarts involved. Um, and I got to uh, a church called Elevate Life with Keith Kraft. And um, in talking to him and uh, going through his masterminds and, and doing stuff, I realized that the warrior side of me, that fierce side of me, wasn't a bad side, right? The side that wanted to have more wasn't wrong. Um, you know, it was a, a side of excellence that was crying out inside me that I always thought, well, God, if I, if I want a new car, is that sin? If I want a nice house, is that a sin? Is, you know, if I want nice clothes, or I'm, I'm an Air Jordan fanatic, as you saw at the uh, the conference, I, I, you know, is that a sin? And I had to understand that the way I was programmed as a child isn't the way God wants. God wants us to have what our spirit can handle, what our, our soul can handle. You know, if you put that above him, no, he doesn't want you to have it. But if that's something that brings happiness to you in the in the process of serving him, then there's no problem with it. And so that that's kind of how I morphed from a preacher kid to a business guy is, uh, you know, I don't believe that the ministry uh, of people is done from behind the pulpit. I believe the ministry of people is teaching people and bringing people along for the ride and mentoring them in a, a fashion that you're right alongside them, just like Jesus was alongside the disciples. You know, he mentored them into being uh, preachers and shepherds of, of men and, and so on. And so my my last decade has been pulling people alongside me, like our friend Justine and, and some of those, um, to go through the walk with me. Right? Let's go through it again. And it's, it's like a training season every time we start a, a company. It's like, oh, here we go again. And we've been real careful not to use past successes to influence current businesses. Mm, that's um, good advice. A business has got to stand on its own. It doesn't matter. Yeah what I made or how much I made in the back end. Now there's some investment in that. To every, you know, to every yin, there's a yang, but, um, you know, like, like uncensored coffee is having to stand on its own. It's having to make, we had initial investments and then we've got to move forward. Thankfully, um, with a little bit of wisdom and a whole lot of, uh, knocks on the head that I have up here covered, covered up by a hat. <laughs> we're, we're moving and progressing well, but, you know, for me, it's not about coffee. It's not about a brand. It's about bringing those people alongside me, um, as well as our, our affiliates, bringing them alongside and teaching them the principles that I was lucky enough for God to bless and teach me early in life. There is so much to that. I couldn't even interject because I was like, this is to me, it's so poetic because I just share in so much of that journey, um, mainly because it's really what I feel like is a call to the saints, right? I was just in church this past weekend and the pastor was talking about like, my job isn't to teach you to love Jesus. Like my, my job is to equip you to be able to teach others to love Jesus because you have to love Jesus on your own, right? Like this is a relational experience and you've got to know Jesus and therefore understanding what you said, like to disciple the nations, which nations is just uh, the Greek understanding of ethnos, which is nationalities or ethnicities. It really doesn't have to do. A lot of people are like, Oh, I've got to go to the nations. I have to go to Africa. When really you could just be in your backyard and you are teaching the nations, you're discipling the nations because it's ethnicity. 
And so to understand that it's actually our training ground in the marketplace which is what you and I do for us to be able to serve Jesus in such a unique way. I actually have an opportunity to go to LA this weekend um, and I'm going to be podcasting uh, conversations and, and speaking from a stage around podcasting. And it's called the Evolutions Podcast Movement. This podcast will actually drop way after we're there. But for those live, you get to hear this. Last weekend, I was having this revelation with my husband. I'm like, it's so weird. Usually before big opportunities, and this will be the largest stage I've ever spoken on um, outside of the podcast global stage, is I, I get anxiety, I get nervous. I'm like prepping and I'm reading over what I want to share over and over. And I'm really into the word. And this one, because it's a secular stage, I told him, I was like, I really feel like I'm not carrying as much weight because I'm not actually preaching the word of God that this doesn't have as much movement. Like it's going to be awesome. I can't wait, but there's no pressure. So I said that on Saturday night and on Sunday morning in church, God was like, this is actually bigger than any time you preach the word to the church. The yeah. church is already familiar with my word. They already are. They're not offended when you open the scripture. But this stage, this is actually the most important one. And I think that's what you're speaking to right now is that actually what happened as a PK kid was the equipping mm -hmm. of you to be able to walk into the saints and to actually teach people to like rise up as a saint. And I think it's it's harder work than being in the mission field, if you think about it, of being inside of the four walls of a protected space yeah. where it's church. Yeah. Well, and I've always said that the church is a hospital until you're saved and then it becomes a vitamin shop. Yeah. But you know, people, people want that space to be perfect and they don't understand that that church, those four walls are built to bring in the sick, to bring in the hungry, to bring in the lost. So they're not going to come in. I mean, they might come in suits, but they may come in, in, you know, uh, inappropriate attire or what we would yeah. think. They yeah. may come in filthy. They may come in in an alternative lifestyle. They may come in and inviting or uh, identifying themselves as something that uh, biologically we wouldn't think they are. We're not to cast them out, right? They're not demons. They're people in need. Yeah. We don't start battling with love instead of battling with, with uh, man-made principles. We're going to lose people. We're going to lose the majority. And if we lose the majority, then, you know, eventually, especially and not to get political, but especially here in America, we're going to lose out. And and then, you know, China's type of uh, mentality creeps in and nothing against China, but they don't believe in the Bible and they've outlawed it. So how, you know, it's up to us. And we, we keep passing the buck to generation to generation to now we have generations that don't identify as one nation under God. And, they don't do business in the right way and they wonder why business isn't working. It's because we don't have, we as, as a people have lost that faith. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, you know, for me, my ministry is to bring that favor and bring those principles of how to do business, to be generous, to be abundant, good stewardship, um, all of that into people's lives so they, they can go out and bless others. And honestly, that's biblical foundation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's what I love teaching so much to entrepreneurs. And I love the way that you've approached entrepreneurship and walking alongside people is really different than how I've chosen to do it. So I'd love for you to share about 
your experience in corporate America and how that actually fed into your breaking down the confines of what that is and going on your own path, blazing your own trail. That's what this show is all about. Founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Um, So I did corporate uh, for about 10 years. Um, Set a goal by 30 to be a corporate director. Um, Little did I know I was an overachiever at 27. I got into being a corporate director of a uh, international uh, wind energy company. And uh, they were bought out by the world's largest uh, crane company. In doing that, I went from a director to the director and the uh, the CEO over the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I was just a little safety guy. I, I had uh, occupational health and safety. I didn't know anything about uh, budgets outside of my little, my little lane. And uh, I was the only... U.S. based uh, director. Everybody else was Holland and Denmark and Germany and and Europe. Uh, so when they bought out, they said, "All right, we're not visa. We're not paying for any of your visas. Get out. Um, you, you're American. You get to run the show." And I was like, "Ugh." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of trial by fire, um, and we did it for three years. We turned uh, what was kind of a declining. Uh, segment of the business we turned it around uh did a what i lacked in knowledge was uh crash courses i i probably bugged the hr and accounts receivable and payable and all the accounting department i bugged them so hard because i would literally just pull up a chair and you didn't have the choice but to teach me so i'd get away <laughs> okay what about that's a good way to be that's awesome it was kind of that smile of uh you know, hey, you're going to teach me. You don't know. I'm just going to sit here until you teach me. Right? It's <laughs> oh, a annoying kid that everybody wanted rid of. Um, so we did that for three years, turned it around, um, and they gave me an option to move to Sao Paulo, Brazil, or Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, and neither one, my wife was pregnant with our third child, neither one was she having any part of. And I didn't blame her. I didn't really want to go. Uh, so that went on for about a month and I came home and said, uh, honey, I think I'm going to start my own thing. She's like, okay, well, how do we get started? So well, I already did. I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> so any husbands I recommend you to, especially at, you know, seven, eight months pregnant. Probably oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And then, and then that's that leading into conversation of like, you know, people talk about in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to be risk averse. Like there has to be some component inside of you that's like, yeah, sure, I'll jump out of the airplane. It'll be fine. Right. And so where in like the Pentecostal raising, I don't think it really matters the denomination. I think just being raised in the church as a pastor's kid, really. Where do you think that that came from? Do you think it was innate? Do you think it was raised up? Uh, You know, the, the stick of preacher kids are always the worst, right? Yeah, they do say that. I, I, I never wanted to disappoint anybody, so I was really good at being the worst. Um, but I think, you know, understanding that, you know, joking, I, you know, preaching kids are the worst, but knowing in my heart that that wasn't really the case, it that chemistry um, built a rebel side of me, right? A, mm-hmm. I, I like to call it the righteous rebel, right? Mm, that's good. Um, where... I'm going to do something that you say I can't do for the right reasons. And so, uh, 
it's it's become a laughing matter, especially in my household. You want dad to do something, just tell him he can't do it. And then I'll do it 10 times over. And that's, uh, <laughs> they've learned to play me that way. But I think that's really where where that's come from is that I, I, I didn't, if God's going to make you limitless and God's power is limitless, why are we putting such a lid on what he can do in our lives? And it, it was a question I never could answer. I um, still haven't answered it because we, we inherently put lids on our lives. Even the life of an entrepreneur, you know, God could never get me to, to be a, uh, uh, you know, a public offering. We could never go public. Well, why not? Has a guy be, be a, you know, a, a filthy businessman who's hooked to cook people? Why can't it be us? Why can't it be us doing things yeah. that are breaking records? Why not? Yeah. Uh, and the answer I came to is, A, we're not taught that we can do that. We're, we we read, oh, we're more than a conqueror. We're not taught that we're more than a conqueror. You know, so if you if you think you can't do something, you're not going to do something. But you, every time you think you can't do it, you're putting a lid on God because you can do anything you want. Uh, you just have to, you have to work like he's not there. And then when you've done all you can do to stand, stand and he'll make up the difference. It's a really sweet. Oh, good, Brandon. <laughs> we keep things so difficult. Well, what about taxes? Well, what about this? Well, what about mm-hmm. just do, just go do. And God will make up the rest. And you'll sit back much like I have in many of my successes. Well, look, guys, it was a little of me and a lot of God. And I just did whatever I thought, adapted and, and overcame, adapted and overcame, pivoted and adapted and overcame. And, and Looking back now, there was a lot of God in there that that blessed what I was doing because I was doing it as unto him. I was waiting on him and doing everything I could because my babies can't see daddy being a slack off. My wife can't have, you know, she bet on me. I was a preacher kid that didn't have a college education when she married me. I'll, you know, hell's flames will touch me before I let that bet and that, that investment on me go without return. Mm, mm, mm. Tell me something. I'm curious. Like uh, you're talking about the hard work associated, right? Mm-hmm. Like that endurance factor, that grit, that grace and grind, right? All kind of combined together because it can't be apart. I, I did it the other way. So those who know my story know that I did all the hustle and grinding that you could possibly imagine the first decade and even in entrepreneurship. And it led me void um, and, and starved when it came to the relationships and the identity in which I know to be true now, which was my marriage, my motherhood, my, my child of God authority. Right. And so when you talk about hard work, cause I don't want people to get confused. Cause I think people think hard work is, well, you, you go nine to five and even as an entrepreneur, right. We know hours are not a thing. Like time is not an essence. It's like you show up when you can. Uh, which is pretty often most days of the week, most hours of the day, even when you're sleeping, you're dreaming, right? Like mm-hmm. I know I am. Let's let's be realistic for people. When you've been in like the startup phase of these companies, like what what time investment are you giving? What does hard work look like to Brandon? Um, and this isn't for everybody because I'm I'm obsessed and psychotic about things. Yeah. Um, uh, for those that have had a child. They can, your, your business is your baby, right? And I watch my wife. She's a much better parent than I was. Uh, and and I, I really want to be a parent from my wife. But 
there was not a, a clock on when the babies need to be fed. There was not a uh, schedule of when they needed their diaper change. It was not a, um, there's not a question. If it needs to be done, it gets done. Um, your business is exactly the same way. So uh, I tell people to prepare. You're going to lose sleep. Good. Figure it out. You're going to, you're going to be tired. Good. Figure it out. You're going to have rough patches with finances. You're going to have, um, you're going to miss some things, right? And I, I think the biggest lie from the pits of hell we have out of a bunch of friends of mine, right? A bunch of coaching friends is you can have it all. You can, you can go to the baseball games and you can take 10 vacations a year and you can build an empire. No, you can't eventually yeah. maybe, but yeah. you're going to have to do that in seasons, right? To everything. There's a season. There's going to be a season of grind. There's going to be a season of, of almost hating your life, right? And those are paying those dues. Um, right now, we're in that season of paying dues. I'm up at 3 o'clock every morning. I'm up at, let's be honest, I'm up at 3 o'clock every morning anyway to go to the gym. But instead of, uh, you know, focusing on inner peace or anything, I'm focused on what, what, what do we do for marketing? I'm not a marketer. I, I kind of say what I feel and mm-hmm. I said what I said and like it or lump it, that's what it is. So marketing is not my, my strong suit, right? Um, I, I'm thinking about how, how do we do something for Easter? How do we do, you know, constantly, what can I do to work on the business? You know, uh, my, my friend Ed Milet talks about his days, right? He compounds his days. So I wake up, I work out, and I'm thinking about how to work on the business. And then I, you know, day number two within a Monday is working in the business because I, I think a, a misconception is you're going to have to do both at first. You can't just work on the business unless you're going to invest um, a ton of your back end money. You know, should you have a bunch of finances for everybody to do everything and you just delegate, which isn't realistic to most entrepreneurs, you're going to have to work in the business. Um, I do it now as a practice um, to stay grounded, right? Uh, Damon John said nobody could tell him about FUBU because he did the shirts. He made the hats. He did the the printing. Well, nobody's going to be able to tell me about coffee because I'm roasting our own coffee. You know, I'm right in there with them. I'm I'm flavoring coffee. I'm stamping the bags. I'm, you know, bagging and tagging and right handwriting the notes that go out with the bags. And, uh, you have to put in the work and the work never ends. It's just it's your baby. That's That's really how I... I relate it to anybody, man or woman, it's your baby. So if their life depends on you to act instead of react and and respond to whatever that need is, your business is the same way. You're going to have to respond to whatever that need is the minute it's needed. Just, it, it just is what it is. If you want it to grow. That's a good analogy. And, I, and I, I've heard it. Like I, I felt that way even when I um, brought my book to, to market my first like single published experience. It felt like birthing a baby, but from a different perspective, because I knew when it was going out into the world, now it had an element of judgment. People could judge it. People were actually like taking that baby from me. And this is a really different analogy in the understanding that like, no one's taking it from you, but it will die. Like CPS is going to come in and the CPS is just going to be like, ah, the time of death. 
right? 2.50 p.m. on Monday, right? And you are the only person responsible for the resuscitation, responsible for every element of healthcare need, you know, first aid. I love the diaper changing and feeding perspective. Um, so just brilliant. And I think people want the antithesis. They want the outcome, but they don't want to put the work in, right? Everyone wants salvation in heaven, but they don't want to put the grind into the process of sanctification, Or the process of becoming uh, more like Christ because it's hard because you have to let go of things. I've been speaking on stage before and started weeping as I'm telling the audience that my son is currently in a jujitsu match and I want to be there, right? It's like simultaneous existence of self and confliction uh, often, but it's this knowing that like the greater expansion of the kingdom relies on our activation towards that foundational business. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do. When we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in-real-life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. Founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside-out job. You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation. So get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference. But you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. So people might think like, how is coffee Christian? <laughs> like, how's coffee expanding the ki- the kingdom? I'd love to know because I know your heart and I know the depth of what you guys have put into this. Where where is that visual or or just premise for you all? So we're we're in the world but not of the world, right? Um, we coffee has nothing to do with Christianity. It is simply a tool, right? Just like money is, just like profit is. Um, we are, uh, 
first and foremost, the kingdom business. That's just, I don't do anything unless we do that, right? We're going to build the kingdom. And that's, you know, uh, given to missions, given as a corporate body. And then we, we uh, you know, I delineate my giving personally. And so there, there's multiple streams of revenue to the kingdom. Um, but then we're, you know, in devising, we tried to do the Facebook ads. It's funny how God works, right? Tried to do the Facebook ads and all that and have, have a whole team that I invest in. And lo and behold, Facebook ads are, are uh, plummeting. They're just not working. Um, tried to get some influencers, right? And lo and behold, influencers want an arm and a leg. And I kind of knew that going into it, but my marketers were like, well, we're friends with some. Okay, well, let's see. See what happens. That didn't open up. And I, you know, am praying about it because, you know, while I'm working and waiting on God, I'm praying for direction. So I'm not working in the bad, uh, you know, in the wrong path. Uh, you know, God's going, how are you affecting people? Yeah, you're, you're putting your, your excellence into this coffee. Yes, you're, you're doing the product the right way. But how are you going to personally affect people? And I said, I got it. And it was the exact same thing I didn't want to do, right? And God has a... We did a affiliate uh, program that we just launched, right? And I felt like God called me to go, look, you can affect a few in your business, right? You can have the Justines and and those people of the world come alongside you and teach them, or you can get an affiliate program and have the masses come in to where you can leave that same fingerprint of excellence on a lot more people. And so that's what we did. We, uh, they, they think they're signing up for coffee to sell coffee because they love coffee, right? What they don't know is the, the added value and benefit that I'm not advertising is I get in there and coach them. And, and try, I try not to preach to them. It comes out with <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the principles of excellence, teaching the principles of leadership, of building a legacy. It's not about coffee, right? It's about touching those lives and making those people understand that there's more to life than social media. There's more to life than selling a product. Um, I've got a lot of people out of the MLM industry that are coming in going, we're so tired. Yeah, you are tired because you're pushing the product and you got pom-poms for whatever you're doing, but you're not getting fed anything back except demands and increases and such. Let me help you fix your, your thinking so you, you can think higher and then you'll be able to, to live higher and resonate higher and help people in a better way. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is a ministry within the mission yeah. that we talk about. It's just, I, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to do it. It's so incredible. I think as you're talking, I'm processing even something I was sharing with my mastermind earlier is like, think about what everybody's asking you a question towards. Everyone's asking you for the same thing. And generally speaking, what they're asking for is like the surface level desire. They're asking for like almost like this fictitious idea of uh, easy pie, right? Like it's, they come to me, they, they want a business. They want a profitable business. I'm like, but what do you really want? Right. And so here they, I want coffee because I need coffee because everybody's like coffee, then Jesus, right? No, Jesus, then coffee. But they say this, they, they want the coffee, but really, what do they really want? They really want unending energy. They really want a morning routine that feels light and easy and you have clarity and you have stamina and like all of the things that perceivingly coffee can give, but 
What if it was connected to a greater principle, a higher understanding? What if your business is actually your ministry and you get to show up not in a niche or not in a target audience or not in a generating profit just in this one passion, but in every element of who you are? And so rather than just what is the question that they're asking you, what is the actual like deep rooted mission, which is what you're just talking about, that is what they get instead of and on top of what they actually want. So they get that and more. And that is where I think movement and um, kingdom change actually happens and cultivation happens and the the non-negotiables of everyone knows your name happens. That's what Jesus did. He came in, they would ask for healing. And he's like, that's not really what you want. Yeah, you want to be healed, but you actually want freedom. You actually want change. You actually want life everlasting. And so he always gave the over and abundance than what they were actually asking for. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing, which then we can come back a year, two years from now and be like, look at the fruit of that business. And that's what people ultimately want. They just want the piece of the fruit. And you're like, hold on, it takes a while to grow something like that. Absolutely. We, you know, I've, I've tried and done several coaching programs, never got to your level. Um, one day I'll have to have you teach me that. But, uh, hey, it's, it's uh, two-way street, brother. For, for me, it was all, it was a, a sit back and think, because I was at a spot where, um, I don't know if, if Justine wrote my bio for me, so I don't know if she covered the, uh, the sanitizer part. No, no, she didn't. You know, I own a uh, health supplement manufacturer. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And in February 2020, we pivoted. I shut everything down, and we moved to sanitizer. And uh, the blessing killed it. Uh, it, just, wow. it just set me up on a different level. Yeah. Um, but once that, that market kind of dimmed, it was back to same old, same old. I'm like, okay, well, that's automated. How do, what next? Right. And I searched for probably six, eight months, maybe close to a year on what's next. And, you know, thought it would be coaching. Um, there's parts of that that are just so similar to church uh, and, and the, the different denominations, if you will, that it was just like, ah, I'm, just, I'm tired of that. Right. That's what what is it that I can give somebody um, and and not have them feel so jaded about it. You know, and then I look at Starbucks, they're killing it and they're, they're getting, I mean, they're robbing people for the price of coffee, (laughs) they're giving them something and those people feel such an adoration, such a, a bond. They don't even know who the founders are, right? Most people don't know who the founders are. It's like, okay, so how can I do that? Um, And then I've got a buddy that had founded a, a coffee company and just went public and talk to him and he's like, man, just do coffee. Like, man, I don't don't drink coffee. I drink energy drinks, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I recently have started drinking my own coffee. I kind of have to do that. Marketing (laughs) boy, you have to. Uh, You know, so we we started and called Justine, called a couple uh, guys that kind of waded through the water in uh, both sanitizer and health supplements and we just, we went, right? But the coffee... Uh, it's such a people will remember the great flavor. They'll remember the great roast, but they'll better remember the way we make them feel. Our mission, our uh, our message, right? And we're still tuning that in. I mean, six eight months down the road, we're still tuning in. How hard? How strong? I've got a buddy that's got a 
uh, clothing company that is very brash and he's also in the coaching, very bold in what he says, right? Like him or hate him, very bold. And I tried that approach and it flopped. <laughs> it, it, it coffee, was like, coffee and confidence, it didn't go together. It was, it was like, this guy's insane. And I was like, I just, I'm saying what I would say any, any time. I had to realize that, that the demographic, again, not a marketer, but the demographic to reach the masses has to be that they feel the love, right? It's not about, you know, I'm sticking hardcore in my belief. I'm going to be a lion. I'm, I'm whatever, right? I'm, I embody all that in a day to day, but how do I show the heart of a lion to love that big? How do I show that our product is is down to its very elements formulated to help people, right? We don't just, yeah, we've got the flavored coffee for people that don't want anything, but we've got natural nootropics for people to focus because focus in this world is is so uh, slim, right? And there's so many unhealthy things that don't let you focus. What, what is it that I can put in? So we, we came up with a blend. I had a biochemist come up with a blend that helps you focus. And then I had women go, uncensored too hard. You're black and white. You're, you're this and that. And it just, it looks like a biker gang. I'm like, okay, what would you like? <laughs> uh, my, my, uh, the guy that's the head of our marketing team, his wife goes, why don't you make a girl blend? You know, you can still make it tough. Use Rosie the Riveter style marketing. I was like, okay. So we came up with beauty guy. And we came up with the performance win for that. And then, uh, you know, had a, a couple of women come in and my wife and daughters have been key because I'm not a girl. <laughs> never, never will identify as one. Just, I don't, I don't get it. And they're like, well, what about collagen? What about biotin? What about cool. all the things that these, that women want that help them through their day? I'm like, oh, that's what you say works. Let's help people. Let's put that stuff in coffee. So we, we've gone out of our way to be, not a red ocean, not a blue ocean. I call ourselves a purple ocean because I'm, I'm a lot of the same and I'm a lot of different and I'll, I'll combine it all together. But at the end, it's just to help people. Right? We don't, I don't want to stem people out. I don't want to have a stick that, that will fade. I'm in this for a longevity that people, uh, you know, that, that some mother can tell their grandchildren someday that, hey, this is the coffee I drank when I was raising your, your mama or your daddy. and, and to do that, we've got to focus on simply helping people and the profit will come. I love this. You guys, this is applicable to every genre of business. It's applicable to even if you don't own a business and you're not entrepreneur, it's you working within a business. Because I think a lot of times if we recognize that people can actually lead sometimes more efficiently from the bottom than they can from the top. And so I'm saying this to the person who is, I actually, I have a gal online right now. So of course it's coming to my mind, but I also just got a, a fascia massage and I was thinking through this specific masseuse was so brilliant, so masterful in the way that he served me as a client, unlike any massage therapist I've ever received. And I immediately, it was like, why are you working for this company? Like you 1000% should be on your own. And he was like, you know, I don't want to deal with the overhead and the scheduling. And like, 
sure, there, this is where entrepreneurship is crazy and working for someone is not as crazy. And yet there is movement that can happen from the bottom up because he has a voice, because he has a play, because he has a, a whole following that comes just to him that if he wanted to get a mission understanding that it's not about like the light massage, but this fashion massage, they could transform the entire business Mm -hmm. based on this methodology. And so just to encourage the person listening that this is not just a top down experience. This is a bottom up and a top down symmetry that could take place depending on where your heart is and what biblical foundation you bring to the table. And so I just think it's phenomenal. I haven't actually gotten a bag myself, so I need to do that. Uh, I know my my husband is a coffee fanatic. uh, And that's why Justine reached out to us in the forefront, because I was like, I love coffee all the time. I drink mushroom coffee. So I'd be super curious if you guys are uncensored and looking into developing things like that, because regular coffee tends to make me have crazy shakes for the rest of the day. And so maybe something that's like not as crazy caffeinated, but still has some elements, like you said, of focus collagen. I'm like, yeah, I need to get in on that. Well, our performance has a lot of mushroom based nootropics in it. So we we use a lot of lion's mane and L-theanine. Yes. Naturally occurring uh, nootropics. So we don't know. That's the bag I'm ordering. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So good. Well, Brandon, I want people obviously to not only get coffee, but get connected to you uh, just as a leader, I think in the what you're doing in the mass movement of businesses. And it's not just one y'all, it's many. And he didn't even tap into all of it. <laughs> and so I, I definitely want you guys to follow him on social and then obviously get uncensored, uh, the coffee and also the concept, because I think we all need to get a little uncensored. And it literally goes back to your life as a PK kid. And so the storyline literally goes full circle to this show. And so I'm excited and honored to know you and see where things are going and continue to, there was this map that you guys posted on social that I shared and it was showing like the hub of where you are and all the cities in the United States that have gotten in. And I want to see that on a global expansion. And so excited to see it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a blessing to be able to share it and share it with your audience and the, just get to talk to you again. I feel like that we see each other on social media, but we don't get to talk. I know it's crazy how that happens, but I, I always feel connected to you regardless. So now even deeper brother, I appreciate you and Justine and we will uh, be promoing uncensored here in my coffee cup soon. Absolutely. All the love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope 
hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.